0: we are back at it welcome back to another edition of the pistols firing podcast I am Carson Cunningham refreshed from the weekend joined as always by Kyle Porter what's up Kyle
1: not a lot I've had a a busy last couple weekends with uh, golf there was wrestling over the weekend it's been uh it's been kind of frantic but uh, it's weird to like and you probably experienced this too it's weird to like get your rest during the week when everybody else is working but uh, I don't know. That's kind of where we're at.
0: Yeah, I like it. Uh, we had a big wrestling duel over the weekend. Uh, Oklahoma State beats Iowa. We're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to have a mm-hmm. guest in Matt a who was there. But uh, Kyle, I just thought it was so cool, and we'll talk much more about it. But just to see Gallagher-Iba that packed, to see the way OSU won was not just cool and awesome. It was um, it was pretty special, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was phenomenal. And I I think, I can't remember who had this note. It was either Scott Wright in the Oklahoma, and it might have been Barry Tramble, or it might have been Bill Haston. I don't know. Everybody (laughs) wrote about this. I don't remember. But it's the biggest, I think it's the biggest non-football collegiate event in the state of Oklahoma this school year, which is crazy. Yeah, right? Because. Essentially, and not that OSU has sold out any basketball games, but essentially what happens with wrestling is you can sell the floor because people can sit down there, which we've seen Gundy sit down there and, and you know, different basketball coaches and whatever. Uh, and so they had 13, 8, 11. Whenever Seth t- uh, tweeted that they had 13, 8, 11, I was like, oh, he's got a typo in there. But I, fr- I, forgot, I forgot you can sell the floor. So you have, you have extra people down there. And the way that – people get into to the to the wrestling it's it's just the moment like the high moments like the big moments in wrestling are so much bigger it feels like than in basketball uh just because of how how meaningful they are when you pin somebody or, or whatever so it's pretty it was pretty cool it's pretty awesome to see
0: well and it's a reminder that you know wrestling's still important to oklahoma yeah. state fans it, it really is and I thought it was brilliant. You know, we talked about it on the last podcast. The idea from the Iowa coach and John Smith to come together and, and do this duel at the end of the season when they're they're getting ready for the, the national tournament is is a move you have to make when you're a sport like wrestling. You don't get as much attention as you used to, but it really was a, a, just a throwback. And when you put almost 14,000 people in Gallagher-Iba. Like, I don't cover a lot of wrestling on, on Channel 5. I just don't because there's not a whole lot of interest in it th- throughout the year. But when you put 14,000 people in Gallagher, i like, I'm going to talk about it. And it's a big deal. It was a huge deal. And I thought that was um, a throwback. You know, I talked my dad used to go to Gallagher Hall back in the day. It was just kind of a throwback to the old days when wrestling was the premier sport uh, at Oklahoma State. It really was for a, long, for a long time. So that was that was really cool to see. And I think... The natural question now is can they springboard into nationals and and really challenge Penn State, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, with Matt a million. But it was just a a cool moment. It was very cool. And I I have kind of a funny story. Um, I was at Thunder practice yesterday, and and Nate Faken from uh, Channel 4, you know, we always cover the same type of events. He was there, and he had covered the wrestling event the the day before. Um, And he was talking. He said he saw a couple of um, Oklahoma State basketball players, and he looked at them, and they were kind of like looking up in the crowd, like "Whoa! Like <laughs> what is this? What? What is this place? Yeah, With fourteen thousand people in it practically. I think that was kind of shell shocking for them to see Gallagher at uh, at its absolute peak, which is, is sad for them. You know, you you like to see a basketball game sold out too, but you know, if you win like the wrestling team does, you'll pack them in.
1: Well, that and I mean it. it, it... It was an outlier, right? That's not what every wrestling duel is like, um, right. and 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 again, like that that goes back to the point of like if you're a, if you're a non-football sport, may, maybe non-basketball even, you you have to you have to do stuff like this to garner attention, and it's good to do stuff like this, you know, like the the more the more people you have watching, the more people you have interested, and 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 there's gonna be some like subsection of uh of Oklahoma State fans that are always interested in wrestling. But people like us and like Mattamillion who's about to who's about to come on the show are are not in that group, and so you have to generate that interest in other ways and having two of the three best uh teams in in the country will will do it. Did you see John Smith's reaction to the first pin?
0: Yes. It was awesome. How good was that? <laughs> I watched it on a loop actually. I uh, I can't stop watching it. <laughs> uh, that was that was truly amazing. And how about like the celebrations from Pici- Piccinini? How, how do you say the last name? P- Piccinini? I, I,
1: yeah, I, I was going to let you go first on that.
0: Yeah, I'll go I'll go Piccinini. Uh, his celebration and Chandler Rogers? Are you kidding me? That <laughs> Chandler, was like
1: Chandler Rogers was unbelievable. <laughs>
0: That was like uh Tyron in the end zone. It was like um that was like tour sauce almost after you pin a guy to to wipe your hands clean like that. That was that was big time. The
1: the Chandler the Chandler Rogers one was uh like it, <laughs> it had to have been premeditated. Like that has to be just a thing that he does or whatever. Cause he was so <laughs> he was so like Piccinini just lost his mind, obviously, but Rogers was so like calculated and cool and collected, and it was, it was pretty, it was pretty awesome. Like the whole thing was awesome. I just, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't believe how, how much John Smith lost his mind after, after Pichanini, uh, got the pin.
0: Well, it was big time. I mean, it was unexpected. I think is why. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't think anybody expected him to pin the guy. Yeah. Uh, but no, it, it's always cool when John Smith's reacting on the mat, and that that was, um, that was an all timer. Yeah.
1: Uh, we got a couple other things to talk about. Do you want to? Um, do you want to bump? We've got uh, Zach Robinson going to LA. Uh, we've got some bad hoops news to talk about after Saturday's defeat. You want to bump that stuff to after we call Matt a million? Sure. Let's call him first and and continue the uh, the wrestling talk. Uh, Matt, he has he probably hasn't been on in a while, but. Uh he's an old friend uh from from college and uh just still one of my good friends. I, I stayed up there when I would, when I was up there for Bedlam. He was there on s- uh Sunday and I don't know if he took his his son or not, but I'm interested to hear just kind of what that experience was like from from a fan's perspective and uh yeah, let's call him.
0: Okay, we're now joined by our guest of the week, Matt Amillion, a friend of the pod, longtime uh listener. First time caller. Matt, uh, how was uh, the OSU-Iowa duel? You were there. I'm very jealous. Just uh, give us your thoughts on uh, what it was like being a Gallagher.
2: Hey, Carson. Uh, It was phenomenal, but you forgot in the intro, uh, co-founder
1: of of the blog. Wow.
0: Oh, that's right. (laughs) Is (laughs) his name
1: on the deed, Kyle, or what? No. No, it's definitely not.
2: Yeah, i was still waiting for the equity distribution,
1: but we'll get to that. No oh, one fine. no one's no one's name is still on there, but your I I took yours. Off. Oh,
2: that's garbage. <laughs> no, one and I used to run, no one and I used to run this podcast. You
1: know three followers, listeners. Uh,
2: uh, you probably had uh, you probably uh, had
1: more uh, listeners than we did.
2: I I don't give myself that much credit. But the, the duel was fantastic. I don't really care what's going on in Gallagher Iba Arena you know, when it's packed to the top row. Um,
1: something amazing is going on, so oh,
2: it, it's always great when that place is electric.
1: Did did your son go with you or no?
2: Uh, no, I actually I took a client of mine who he recently moved to Oklahoma from Ohio. His sons were college wrestlers, one of them uh, at Cornell, and he, I, I mean, he knew more about all the wrestlers than I did. I mean, he knew about their their, their duels from last year. Uh, so I wanted to take him, get him that experience in Gallagher Iba, uh, with an awesome wrestling match. So I figured he'd be a better uh, partner with me to
0: someone to spend a ticket price on than than my little guy. Yeah, when I used to go in college, one of my best friends from high school, he wrestled in high school, so he knew like the the biography of every single wrestler on OSU's team and the guy that he was he was wrestling. So that that always helps. Uh, just what was it like, uh, Matt for the I want want to go through each pin. The first pin would Piccinini look like one of the all-time eruptions. And I think one of the main reasons we wanted to have you on the show was you posed the question to Kyle and I. Was that like a top five, top ten moment in in Gallagher's recent history? Just what was that moment like, and uh, how would you rank it?
2: You guys can pick this apart as much as you want, and and I'll defend myself. I thought about this (laughs) last night when I was uh, driving. It's number three for me. Wow. Wait,
1: what's one and two?
2: Um, so one is triple overtime, OSU Texas uh, versus Durant. That That's not even necessarily a moment, but that experience overall. Uh, easily number one for me being in the fourth row uh, in the student section that year. Uh, number two is osu missouri after the plane crash and Mm. just remembering how loud and emotional that game was and so there were a lot of other great moments um but i I couldn't put myself in a position where i remembered like how i felt or the excitement that i felt for an individual moment the other see if you can think of the number four spot that i was trying to debate if uh Picks pin was going to surpass. What's another? I, I
1: think I would have to think that the '05 uh, regular season game against Texas to win the Big 12. Yeah,
0: that's what I was going to bring up. Still, the last team to uh, lift that trophy besides yeah. Kansas. Were you there for that?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, but that actually didn't make my my moments. I was, I'm sure I missed plenty. Uh, another one that I I thought there was Vic's game winner against uh, yeah. the shot clock. Not the game clock, but I, I couldn't put a forty-eight forty-six basketball game in my all-time moments. So, <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, so, so that could could you feel the pin coming on Sunday? Like, did no. people see it coming?
2: As far as like two seconds beyond two seconds before it, no. Yeah. Because I I'll be honest, I don't always know what I'm watching. I can't watch these guys wrestling and say, oh, this is this is what he's trying to do. This is what he's trying to do. And I was like, oh, he could. He was very technical. He could tell. He, I mean, he he could tell what was interesting. Oh, he's going for it, or whatever it was. I couldn't tell. I mean, as far as I knew, you know, I went through the matches myself and I listened to your guys' uh, podcasts beforehand and uh, to get prepped. You know, you kind of write that one off as, hey, we've got a chance, but it's probably a loss. Um, just you know, given the nature of the, those two history, the, the previous two uh, matches that they had. And so gosh, when he when he got the two and then got him on his back, it was I'm trying to tell you what it was like equate it to like a go ahead three pointer under ten seconds left in a you know top ten matchup. I mean, it was phenomenal because not just the moment but the hype leading up to the, the duel overall, uh being at the end of the season, you know, one of the probably the biggest rivalry in wrestling, college wrestling there is. Um, To start off with not just an upset, but an upset pin, I mean, I don't think anybody saw that coming. So the surprise factor to it just added an element of electricity to that arena that I hadn't experienced in a long, 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 long time.
0: Yeah, it looked like when he got his leg, like in that almost that cradle position, whatever you want to call it. Like, the most experienced people in the crowd like knew, like, oh, yeah. this is this yeah. is something that could really happen here. He might actually pin him. Whereas, like, I think Matt, Kyle, and I just were kind of like, oh, he's, he's got him in a good position. He's got a takedown <laughs> at least.
1: And then, yeah. boom, he yeah. pins
0: him. And this eruption happens. And I, the question I had for you, Matt, was you've been in Gallagher at its peak moments. Was that, as far as the decibel level, as loud as you can remember it when that happened?
2: Yeah, so that's another hard one to compare because I mean, so you you go. I, we all grew up. You guys grew up going to basketball games pre-expansion, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, so I think we all did, which is kind of fun to think about because not many. There couldn't been many kids our age in that arena on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. Um, so to think that we were all in that place at the same time and didn't know each other, but there, I mean, there were some. There were some moments in going back to you know, decades that we experienced, that it's hard to. Hard to remember which one was the loudest, but I mean it, it's up there. It's up there one of the Alzheimer's for sure.
1: Did you notice John Smith what when you were in the arena? Or did you not see what he did until after like until until the video came out afterward?
2: Oh, not till after. I wasn't I wasn't immediately thinking, Oh, I gotta look at John Smith. Um, you know, you're just going nuts with you know almost you know, thirteen thousand plus other fans along with you you know, just shocked at what you just saw and just thinking, Oh man, we're like kinda like, did we just did we just lock this thing up from the beginning? And yeah. uh, so no, I didn't see it, but that his his reaction was phenomenal. I think it was your tweet, uh find a coach who celebrates victories with you like John Smith so <laughs> it was so like
1: it was so good. That was that was Kyle Boone that tweeted that. But yeah, it was it was hilarious. Okay, yeah. Well, it's, it was, it it's, was
0: it's easy to think now, now that they won by, you know, double digits, but Iowa did come back and, and tie it. I mean, was the tension in the building rising a little bit when Iowa tied it up there at
2: 12-12? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was weird in a way, because while I was fine with the blowout, it was also kind of like, well, Pick just kind of took the crowd out of it for the rest of the day. Not really, but, I mean, it was um, – you know they had that gap, so yeah, there was a the crowd kind of settled in a little bit. But I think you knew looking towards the end that uh, Marinelli was uh, definitely the favorite there, and you know, they, John Smith made a made a call that he was pretty much just going to give that one up, um, knowing that we we're going to turn around and maybe not get a pin right back, but we're going to pick up some points right behind it. So it was kind of nice that they they came back and tied it just to get a little. Um, I guess more intensity to finish off the match, right? Um, what,
1: did so the I, I Ro- what did you think of the Chandler? What did you think of the Chandler Rogers celebration?
2: So again, i I saw the bow. I didn't, which I the bow. I didn't really see his antics before until afterwards either. But oh yeah, I, I'm all in on celebrations in college wrestling. It's like I, if they ever take that away, I don't know. I don't know if they ever want to piss off those particular athletes, but. Um, can college football like take a page out of the college wrestling's handbook here and just let let these kids be emotional? My gosh, that makes things so much better.
0: It's, well, I, I'm it all for fun. like I'm not I'm not for celebrating like a first down. Like, come on, you, you got a first down now. If you pin another human being that is an elite wrestler <laughs> like you are, I think you're allowed to do whatever you want. I mean that that you've yeah, actually you actually accomplished something. Another Well, they,
1: even, mean, <laughs> well, they mean you could
0: no matter how amazing your play is or what you do in
2: football, you get in the end zone. I mean, you're you're not allowed to do anything these days, right? I mean, so I'm with you. I don't want to celebrate first downs. I think it's ridiculous when guys might taunt a guy after a big hit, after a you know 20 yard game. They act like they've done something impressive. That's ridiculous, anyways. But yeah, the the celebration for uh, a pin or just a win that. That was awesome yeah.
1: uh, this weekend. Um, what well, what was I mean, f- I
2: think- Go
1: ahead. What was the feeling around the Dayton Fix match cuz he he goes up against a, a a guy who is uh we'll say not <laughs> not well liked in the in the college wrestling community other than by Iowa fans and that was a you know it didn't have the ending that the the Piccinini or the or the Rogers did. But it seemed like people were were maybe the most into that matchup of of any of them,
2: yeah, no doubt. and i I probably again knew as much about uh, the though as you guys did going into that i I heard what I heard on the radio on the podcast, social media, um, and I could see it. I could like see it in that dude just in warm ups and uh, he he looked like. I don't know, he was on a different level of intensity or something was going on in, in his brain. And do you think Iowa fans like him? Do you think they like having a guy like that? Uh, who will break I another mean, competitor's arm just because he's losing? It seems a little much.
1: OU fans like Baker, so I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you.
2: Yeah, but Baker wasn't trying to like...
1: No, physically. I ...physically...
2: Oh, she fans like uh, I won't. I, am I going to go to Marcus Smart, Smart right here? Uh, sometimes you are blind to your own <laughs> your own players' downfalls, I guess. But um, yeah, there there was still a lot of intensity there. Um, shoot, the crowd was a little extra juiced for it too, right? Uh, he was the only one that got any booze. I think wrestling fans typically respect each other, especially in that type of rivalry. But um, they didn't they didn't hold back at all for uh, DeSanto in that match and. You know Dayton fixes is certainly establishing himself as a future, you know, uh, legend at OSU, and shooting him out. And then that screenshot of him uh, with the Santo was was phenomenal to to follow it up.
1: Yeah, we crying we cry Jordan him. Um, <laughs> oh, you did?
2: I haven't I haven't seen that yet.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. that was pretty
2: funny. Uh, yeah, one one
0: thing good. that's interesting too in in the post game press conference and stuff is. You know, both Iowa and Oklahoma State to a man said, like, this is our rival, which is crazy to think about because Oklahoma State obviously has Oklahoma down the street. Iowa has Iowa State, yet in wrestling terms, and it's true, these are like the, these are like two rivals because they're on the same level, whereas Oklahoma and Iowa State really aren't on that level. Isn't that interesting, Matt, that Iowa, in a way, has kind of become the, the wrestling rival?
2: Yeah, I, w- I mean, Bedlam's always going to be a rivalry no matter what but i mean just like uh, just like oh oh texas football i mean it, it, difference in sport kind of changes the intensity or where it ranks on your your team's overall uh rivalries and you know you texas is bigger because texas has been a better football program than osu by far and um when it comes to wrestling i mean it's osu and iowa right so I guess I don't know if I have always grown up thinking of Iowa as a rival. I mean I didn't in wrestling. I didn't always follow wrestling that closely, but it doesn't surprise me at all. I mean it, it makes a lot of sense really. You've got, you got know, most stories wrestling schools. Passionate fan bases. I, I can't really speak to Penn State I haven't I'm sure that they've got a pretty passionate fan base too, but um just the history and tradition behind it, that makes for a great rivalry. It doesn't surprise me at all.
1: What was the what was the Like, you were around people in the arena on Sunday, people that were leaving, people that were coming in. Were were people pretty, like, I mean, obviously they were fired up, but just what was it like compared to some of the bigger basketball games that you've been to there in terms of the way that people were anticipating everything?
2: Well, I mean, just like, so I went two years ago, and I think that's another element of this that just added to the intensity. And even even that first 10 just to it was, you know, we – we were on like a revenge duel here, Mission. Right? Like, oh, they claimed Gallagher Arena two years ago when they came in. Uh, I took my three-year-old at the time to that one, and as a general fan who's not even a diehard wrestling fan, just overall OSU fan, that was that was disappointing. Like, I was disappointed in that outcome. Um, so this time around, I mean. You know, it still had the I – mean, people were getting there so, so early um, because of all the general admission seating. So there was I – and mean, there's a lot of hype behind it. I mean, they – people were taking it very seriously, and I'm sure there were plenty like me as well that remembered coming to this match this duel two years ago um, and being let down.
0: Man, I wanted so there, to kind of – like nothing
2: from an intensity standpoint.
0: Yeah, you could tell just on watching the replays and stuff. I wanted to get back to the discussion on, on Gallagher-Iba. You know, I, I hate the notion that the, that they built it just too big and people don't come to it as much because of the thunder and all that nonsense. I think if Oklahoma State basketball was going to Final Fours or even just relevant at all or just finishing in the top half of the Big 12, they would have good crowds. And I think you saw that with the wrestling duel, too. And I, I don't think it's lost anything as far in terms of decibel levels. I mean, I... Like we talked about, we we all went to Old Gallagher and it got loud. But I think the new one gets just as loud. Um, do you think it was a mistake expanding? Did you think seeing it uh, packed with fourteen thousand kind of justified it? Just what's your thoughts on the expansion of of Gallagher Iba and and people and whether it's too big or not?
2: No, I man, I'm with you. I don't have any reservations about the expansion. I think it was the right move. I mean, it, that place has been. I would agree like you could argue it definitely got louder like they, they didn't take away from the you know the, you know, just the sound and then, like the intensity of the building they just gave more room for more people and I'm with you every time I hear an excuse about attendance or hear about attendance well their prices are too high I'm like you know what you could offer them for free some of these years and you're not gonna get people to commit four to five hours of the evenings to drive from Oklahoma City or Tulsa and then the thunder and like Maybe you might lose some for the Thunder, but not enough to make a big dent. I mean, OSU basketball tradition—that building is strong enough to overcome that. And it just—it just comes down to winning, like you said. If if we're competing like we used to consistently, people are still going to show up. Like you're still people are still making that drive on a regular basis uh, to fill that building up more frequently, uh, at least much further beyond you know the old capacity. So no, I. Don't think it was the wrong move. That building is phenomenal. We all experienced it full at its current capacity many times. Um, I, I think it's just people want to find an excuse or a reason, and it's like what well, Win, right? Build a winning a winning program, and people followed y'all. So I bought tickets, uh, season tickets, when going into Marcus Smart's sophomore year because yeah. I I looked at that as like we're turning the corner and I want to have my name on some season tickets when we've turned the corner. Otherwise there's going to be a long winning list again. And that season was a big letdown and then things just continued to spiral down after that. So I was wrong, but I feel like I represent the, you know, the fan from Oklahoma city area or Tulsa area pretty standardly as far as like how I'll support the team. Um, I'm not as diehard as many, but I'm also more engaged in a lot. So I think there would have been a lot more like me who would have made that decision. Okay. It's coming back. I'm buying tickets and I'm going. Um,
1: but you know, things
2: obviously didn't turn out as I had thought they might.
1: No, they have not. Uh, I want you guys to rank. Like if you had to attend a top level wrestling duel basketball game so both in galgariba or OSU football game, like wh- like how do those rank for you in terms of like which one are you picking to go to first, second, and and third?
2: Gosh, um, I I think top ranked basketball game is number one for me. Um, yeah, we we've, we've seen it. I mean, that, yesterday was that's as good as wrestling. Going to get right uh, as far as like a, a matchup in Gallagher Arena. I mean, sure, you you could have said Penn State, but I don't. I couldn't say that would have made the environment any better than
0: I, it was. I think, was
1: I think if away. OU, I think if OU was ranked like number two or three or something like that, I think that would be a little different. <laughs> yeah, making it making it bedlam. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're not asking for specific matchups, right? Just basically
0: like. The top matchup for each event in the yeah. venue. Yeah, or you could just you could just say Bedlam all three. Just yeah, Bedlam biggest, all three. Yeah, one versus two <laughs> okay. Bedlam all three.
2: One versus two Bedlam all three. Ooh, that might I'd change go... my answer because football might sneak up there pretty good. Uh, okay, you go ahead. I'll think about this it's, for a
0: minute. It's it's easy for me. I mean, for me, it's one. It's it's college basketball, and I think. The reason wow. for that over football is, to me, it's Gallagher Arena. I mean, I, I've walked into that place when it's empty and gotten chills. And then I, I think back to when you, all three of us, were in college. I mean, there were like weekday night games where that place was packed. But I, I think more of like the games against Kansas, the game against Texas when they won the Big Twelve. There wasn't an, an empty seat in that place, and it was deafening for two hours, three hours. It was unlike anything I've ever really experienced in, in sports. I've been to a lot of places, a lot of arenas. When gallagher is full you know, for a big-time basketball game, it doesn't get any better for me. So that that's a clear number one for me. And I'll, I'll go football, too, because let's face it, football's the most important sport now at, at Oklahoma State. And I went to a ton of college wrestling duels uh, in college as well. And I thought that that, as you saw against Iowa, it got – it got uh, loud. It had big moments as well, and obviously, OSU was winning four straight national championships in wrestling. They just killed everybody, so that was a lot of fun too. That's how I'd rank it. I think yeah, I'm I the same. Agree with you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I think you, one thing I I am tempted to put wrestling ahead of football just because, and this is a very specific thing, because in football we're in, and this doesn't this only applies to like media people but we're in the press box and it's just not the it's not the experience of being like inside the arena where there's no like you're not you're not like walled off there's no like you can hear everything I, I think that experience is is maybe better than being in the press box for football yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, I'm not
2: thinking of this un, from a press box perspective.
0: Yeah, under this scenario, I'm I'm saying pick your seat. I'm going like midcourt, first row. <laughs> okay,
1: then I, I yeah, I, I would probably go basketball, football, and then wrestling. Yeah, that's how I'd probably rank
0: it. Uh, last yeah. one yeah, for me, Matt. I mean. Oh, sorry. What's that?
2: No, go ahead. I, I'm with you because I, I mean, we're, we kind of get down to this. Okay, let's compare okay. this. Boone uh, Pickett Stadium and Gallagherite Arena and it's, it's really not close um, because basketball and football are pretty comparable as far as how passionate the overall fan base gets. The other thing that, that hurts wrestling is is that there's a, you have a lot of, I mean, it's, it's intense, like you're on the edge of your seat like I felt like I was almost in the guy's laps next to me as those guys are going into pretzels, you know I'm, I'm my body's trying to follow it and it's It's intense, but it's also quiet for a lot of the times. The eruptions are huge, and it still gets electric, but not as consistent throughout the entire event. So uh, I don't think wrestling would get close to a a one-two bedlam, football, or basketball matchup.
0: Yeah, that's one of the weirdest things about wrestling. It's the only sport in which right before they blow the whistle, it gets really loud, and then as soon as they blow the whistle, it gets, like, dead quiet as they're waiting to see, like, what happens. You know what I mean? It's very it's kind of a yeah. surreal atmosphere a lot of times. But uh yeah, Matt... and,
2: you know, I even would have pre I would have even appreciate a bedlam one two baseball.
0: Now the venue doesn't
2: really matter because I used to grow up, you know, going to the games and at Driller Stadium in Tulsa and those crowds were pretty intense. Probably the most likely spot to see a fight at any bedlam matchup <laughs> would have been uh bedlam baseball at Driller Stadium, but um no, I, I appreciate you guys having me on. It was fun. It's, it's been a long time, and glad that you guys are still going to incorporate you know, some of, the, some of the peasants who did all the legwork like, to get the blog up and running and establish its name and, and credibility. So,
1: I
0: had one this more is,
2: question for
1: you. This I, is unbelievable. Oh. I, I
2: had
0: one more. <laughs> on. I'm, not, I'm not done with you yet. If, okay, did well, if, know, if, if
2: I'm not going to get the plug I deserve, and hey, no one cox equal shareholders here, as far as efforts put in um and same level of unappreciation from the current uh owner but um you know i gotta gotta give it up to ourselves here
0: so go ahead <laughs> are, are you done are you done self-promoting yet okay uh it was, it was question for you i'm
2: not just self-promoting hey this is for nolan cox too all right
1: so
0: <laughs> you're leaving out you you're leaving out
1: better. you're leaving out john sheets
2: oh sheets sorry sheets you I let's be honest he was with a level or two below us so you guys
0: do a much better job than no one and I did by the
2: way.
0: so well, did, uh go ahead you, lean, you had another you, question yeah. no, last last hold. question is uh obviously looking ahead to NCAAs can OSU take down Penn State and win a national championship did did your buddy that was super knowledgeable did he think they had any chance do you think they have any chance like what did uh, did you guys talk about that at all
2: uh we actually did talk about it a little bit I you know, I don't follow Penn State closely, obviously, um, I guess that's not obvious, but I don't. And as much as I'd like to think, hey, you know, we just took down number three, we're number two, when you get into those tournaments, I, I know that the format's much different, makes it much more difficult to challenge. Um, I think there's a chance you see stuff like happen with, uh, you know, Pitt getting the fall on Spencer Lee now, I, you know, those those types of things will certainly have to happen, and probably less likely to get those types of uh, bonus points in the tournament uh, in those underdog scenarios, but it could happen. And, and the guy I was with, he, he agreed. I mean, it's taking down Penn State is a monumental task right now. You know, Ohio State almost did it. He was even giving me the, the back story about that because, you know, I don't want out of it. They're not in the running. I might watch some of the individual, uh, you know, uh, matches going on if they're for significant uh you know for, to play sort of title or being all american but i kind of disconnect from the rest of the team rankings and so ohio state they challenged penn state and you know i think we certainly can i, I don't know the odds of it i don't put a whole lot of a uh, lot of hope into that but we will see because i'll certainly be watching with one of my screens the same weekend that uh, ncaa march Madness starts
1: this has been uh, a lot of fun and i appreciate you giving us your time Appreciate you uh, giving back to the thing that you uh, created and uh, for making it what it is today.
2: Hey, I appreciate the plug and thank you guys. Uh, I feel like you guys are going to have to step up your, your guests uh, next week for the sake of your partnerships with Chris's university spirit and poop. Given the lack of name recognition this week, but I had fun. I appreciate it. Oh, I forgot. I did actually want to post to to Dayton six for, um, you know putting the him out of his misery And just wanted to leave him there So I thought a DNR would be uh, Applicable to that this this week
1: Well uh, Coop is no longer a sponsor But I, I'm sure they appreciate you giving them The uh, the shout out anyway.
2: <laughs> Sorry <laughs> I guess I didn't even catch that So I'll find a different beer To
1: tell us
2: Alright uh, guys thank you Appreciate it See
1: you, See you later Matt. Matt Okay Carson Cunningham We are back uh, that was fun. That was fun to talk about old old Gallagher Abbottimes, old uh... It is weird like he brought this up, but we were probably all in the same building when we were like four years old or six, seven years old or whatever.
0: Yeah, that uh, I think my first my first season was when Corey Williams was playing. Uh, I think it might have been Eddie's first or second year uh, and been going to games ever since. Uh, old Gallagher was truly special. and I, I was actually thinking about it the other day. Like I used to enter Gallagher Iba old Gallagher by the football field you know that that walkway that goes underneath like the now where the new jumbotron is
1: mm-hmm.
0: I used to enter on that side. I remember seeing old Lewis Field right there and then just I remember and one of the thing I'll never forget is like the the lower level he had, there was like a big trophy case and all I remember mm-hmm. was all the golf trophies. There was like a million golf trophies on this whole wall. And my dad was just like, "Yeah, we're really good at golf. As we go to the <laughs> basketball game." <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's crazy how different it looks now. But I, I do, I, I am adamant about this, Kyle. I don't think it was a mistake. I think there was a huge waiting list to get on to get into basketball games. I, I think to to get to the next level as a basketball program, they had to expand it. And uh, I don't think they've lost any luster. It's still, to me, it's still one of the most special places I've ever been for a sport.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, we got a couple things to clean up here, and then we'll we'll finish off the pod. Uh, before get...
0: before we do, yeah, uh, I wanted to get your top three moments. You, you brought that up with Matt as well. Oh, uh, your uh, top three Galaga moments
1: that I've been there for. Yeah, oh,
0: of course, man.
1: I, I do. You have yours?
0: Yeah, I go mean, ahead, I go, think. Go ahead. I think number one, and I don't think it's gonna be really hard for anything ever to pass this, was I was at the game that, that Matt mentioned, uh, OSU Missouri after the plane crash. It still to this day is one of the most powerful things I've ever experienced. Like it was it was like a it was like a combination of like a wake in a sporting event and like a group therapy session. It was just the whole arena—you could just feel the sadness in the building—and then they—they they went ahead and beat a really good Missouri team, and the players obviously had been through the ringer. Uh, so that—that that to me will always be number one. It was—I get chills just thinking about it. Uh, number two, I think would be the winning the Big 12 championship. I was a student at the time. Uh, I was actually on the floor. <laughs> we rushed the floor. Remember that uh, when they beat Texas to win the Big 12. Yeah, And I actually walked behind Eddie Sutton as he was leaving the floor because like the crowd was parting and I wanted to get off the floor. So I just followed him. I was like two feet behind him, and it, he was getting all these cheers and applause. So that was, uh, that was pretty memorable. Those are my top two pretty clearly. Um, and number three is an old Gallagher game. It was Bedlam basketball. Oklahoma came in with Ryan Miner, and he had gotten hurt the previous game and was shown on TV crying. And the student section had this huge sign. It was it was probably like eight feet long, that said "Cryin' Ryan" on it, <laughs> and they held it up. And OSU proceeded to beat them. So they were up by like over 20 points the entire game. But like the yeah. the volume didn't diminish at all. It was just such a euphoric. Tail kicking that Gal Galgrab was, was just at peak volume almost for two hours. It was incredible. Those were my that's, top
1: three. That's like the Kansas game in '04, uh, I think.
0: Yeah, I was at that game too. That was on I my think, list.
1: And they won by like 20, thirty or something. I mean, it was yeah, just, just constant. Was uh oh, was Kirk Heinrich on that? Was that the Kirk Heinrich team?
0: No, it was Cole Aldrich was on that team uh, okay. for Kansas. That was post Heinrich.
1: Those were some. Those were some awesome, both Oklahoma State and Kansas teams. Uh, my number one is is probably. I mean, not probably. It's definitely the the Durant game. Um, yeah. It was just. It, it was. It was surreal. You knew it was surreal as it was happening. I. You know. I. I had a weird. I. I didn't go to very many games from between when I was like nine until my sophomore year of college. Because I was, because I lived in in Houston, I lived in Texas. I had moved, and so I just didn't. And then my freshman year, I didn't go there, and uh, I don't know. I, there, there was just a. I missed a lot of stuff, I guess, being there in person. But that that's probably number one for me. Uh, I, I don't know. This probably isn't number two, but the one that keeps coming into my mind is uh, there was a women's bedlam game in like 2008 or nine that OSU won and I think it was when they had Courtney Paris and OSU wasn't supposed to win. Andre Riley had 45 that night. (laughs) And, uh, I remember the thing I remember is we rushed the floor and Dez rushed the floor with us. Dez was there like (laughs) just being a college student. And it was, you're like, Oh, this guy's about to go make, you know, a hundred million dollars in the NFL. And, I don't know. For some reason that sticks out to me. So I don't know if that's in, in my, I don't know if that's number two for me, but that's the one that I, that I, that's one of the ones I remember.
0: I remember that. I remember Andrew Riley getting lifted on the shoulders of all the fans on the court. That was that was yeah. cool. She was unbelievable.
1: Uh, and speaking of women's bedlam, let's get to this week's OSU schedule brought to you by Chris's university spirit, your one-stop cowboy shop on campus corner. And be sure to shop online at Chris university com. Uh, the first kind of bigger event for osu this week was a bedlam game a women's bedlam game against ou on monday night that the cowgirls uh lost 75 66 um but they will have another game at baylor on saturday so it doesn't get easier baylor's number one in the country i saw baylor beat i was at the gym this morning i saw baylor beat uh the baylor women beat texas last night by like 40 And Texas is ranked, like, in the top 15 or something. (laughs) So that's terrifying. Uh, We got baseball against ORU on Monday. Oklahoma State's lost five in a row to ORU, which is bizarre. Uh, Men's basketball at Tech on Wednesday. Tech's ranked 11th in the country. Not good. Uh, Baseball at home against Iowa Friday through Sunday. So she has a chance to go back-to-back weekends sweeping Iowa. Uh, And then men's basketball against KU – uh, at home on Saturday and then the big one Carson men's golf in Cabo starting on Sunday I know you're you're vying to try to get a, a spot in the the media center down in Cabo
0: these dudes play in some exotic locales do they not I mean they're I in know. Hawaii they're in uh, Palm Pebble. Springs Pebble Car- Carmel. Cabo Carmel. Yeah. I mean who's paying for all this I guess my Holder is <laughs> yeah the i guess my no. gundy is actually my gundy, gundy yeah exactly games.
1: the The football team is paying <laughs> no they get a they get a lot of you know a lot of their i know a lot of their travel and stuff is um is is donors you know is is people saying hey i'll give this money but it ha- it specifically has to go to to this thing and you know they fly they fly private i mean it's crazy It's, it really is crazy. Like it's, it's, they're living the upper echelon PGA tour life, not the regular PGA tour life, but the upper echelon, the guys like Ricky Fowler and and Rory McIlroy are living, but they're living it in college. Um, (laughs) so yeah, it's pretty, pretty wild. Um, okay. Let's hear one more time from our sponsor, Chris's university spirit, and then we'll come back and wrap things up. Chris's University Spirit on Campus Corner in Stillwater, Oklahoma, is proud to be your one-stop cowboy shop since 1986 and proud sponsor of this podcast, Pistols Firing. They specialize in custom-printed Oklahoma State apparel and merchandise and pride themselves on their excellent customer service. They also offer a full line of custom Greek apparel and can even outfit your Little League team head-to-toe. They're located at the corner of 3rd and Noblock on Historic Campus Corner. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, And be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Shop stilly, shop Chris's University Spirit. Okay, Carson, uh, do you want to talk about Zach Robinson going to L.A. or Oklahoma State losing to Kansas State by 39?
0: Yeah, I mean, good for Zach. I mean, I think that if he does well there, he'll eventually become a head coach. as We're seeing uh, like young quarterback gurus are becoming head coaches in the NFL. So that's a great move for him. Uh, Isn't that crazy,
1: though? To think nice. about Zach to think about Zach Robinson being like not even a head coach, but even like an offensive coordinator in the NFL.
0: After not coaching at all? It feels <laughs> a
1: little it feels a little out of nowhere, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Sure does. But good for him. Oh, but I, yeah. really, I really wanted to talk about the basketball team. I mean, I thought you wrote a, a good article on five what ifs. Mm. And one of your what ifs was uh, about Mike Boynton. Like what? It what was the? How'd you phrase it? What if he's already maxed out? Is that what you're?
1: Uh, I'll thing pull it was? up. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, mis- misquote it's, yourself. Well, it's easy <laughs> to misstate some of this stuff, and yeah. and put. Yeah, it's just it's just easy to do. Uh,
0: I said, what if Boynton's hole is too
1: deep? What if my Boyden's hole is too deep? What does that mean? Well, it means what if this rebuild job is like what if they've already gone too far the other way? Mm, Like what if you what if what if four years in you're still trying to get recruits and you have you still haven't made the tournament? Like I, I think everybody thought this year would be not very good, but it's been it's been kind of embarrassing. And I get it. Like I get that there's context there that they've kicked guys off the team. Like all that stuff matters, but also in a vacuum they're getting embarrassed almost you know every time out now and that that matters and and you know I know it's one year and I'm not I'm not out on Boynton or anything I'm just I think the question it 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 at least warrants considering now
0: absolutely absolutely it does and we all understand the circumstances we all we all get that but Flirting with the worst loss in school history, night in, night out, is is a bad. Every luck. night,
1: every night. I mean, I mean every that, night
0: I've. I feel like the see... State was the second worst they've had in like eighty six years. I mean, that's yeah. this is rock. This is rock bottom, and there's no other way to put it. And that just puts way more pressure than he was going to have on on next season. But that's that's the circumstances, and that, that ultimately falls at his feet.
1: Yeah, and that and that was kind of my point is that every every time you get embarrassed, I feel like it, it shortens the wiggle room you have in year three and year four yep. uh, to to me. Maybe that's not reality. Maybe that's not true. Maybe Mike Holder doesn't care, but you're getting, you're getting embarrassed. I mean, you're getting like, I feel like every twice a week I see Nathan Ruiz tweet uh, Oklahoma States on the verge of their worst loss in school history. <laughs> and you're yep. like, wait, is this a retweet? Did I see this? I mean,
0: yeah, yep. it's, just, it's not good. You want to go through my uh, other what ifs? Uh, I got time for one interesting thing and then I got to run. Oh, yeah,
1: you do. Uh, okay, one interesting thing. You go first.
0: Well, we were talking about wrestling earlier and uh, specifically Bedlam. You know, I, I knew this, but just I, I sat there and thought about it and just how much of a disgrace it is. OSU only wrestles Oklahoma one time because Oklahoma just didn't want to wrestle them a second time. They used to do a home and home. Now they only wrestle once, like, yeah, and and O and U wrestling has lost to O S U wrestling about the same amount of times as O S U football has lost to O U football. It's a it's a very mm-hmm. similar rivalry. Yeah. So could could you imagine if O S U just said, you know what, we're good, we're not gonna we're not gonna play in the regular season uh, in football anymore. If we, you know, so, sorry about you. If we if we meet in the Big Twelve championship game, and then I guess we'll play you. Yeah. That's just that's so weak. I can't believe as a you know O U is a very very, very, very elite athletic department. I think Joe Castiglione is one of the best athletic directors. How he lets this go on to me is is amazing.
1: Yeah, and especially when we're talking about like just generating interest in in general in in wrestling, like that's how you do it is you have more
0: bedlam's, or you or you certainly don't have fewer. Yeah, like baseball like has increased the amount of bedlams. They right. in addition to their three game series, they've played like more. They've done a home and home. Like that's yeah. That's how they generate interest. So I just I think that's a total sham and I think oh you should be embarrassed. <laughs> okay, my
1: one interesting thing, first undefeated season for Oklahoma State excuse me, first undefeated regular season for Oklahoma State. Uh, Since 2005, I didn't realize it had been that long since Oklahoma State went undefeated in in, uh, wrestling for a regular season.
0: That's nuts. I I would have thought they had done that way more times than that. It is crazy, and,
1: you know, it's going to be interesting because the only two undefeateds now are Penn State and Oklahoma State. And Penn State's going for, are you ready for, for this number, eight out of nine national championships this year?
0: God, it's been that many.
1: It's it's absurd. And it was interesting to go back and look at who won the titles. So Penn State, eight out of nine, or seven out of eight, I guess, right now. Ohio State won the other one. Iowa won, like, three before that. And then Oklahoma State won four in a row before that. So you, you've you really only had three teams over the last 20 years win titles. And you've had, <laughs> you, you throw Ohio State in there a little bit as well, but – it's been pretty. It's been pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, that was that was the thing that popped out to me after OSU beat Iowa on, on Sunday.
0: Yeah, just Penn State. Just every time you watch the national championship, they have like a guy in almost every final. So OSU yeah. has to ha- OSU has to have their lower their lower seated guys or higher seated, however you want to phrase that. The guys who aren't as great on their team. They need them to make a run to get to like the semis or, you know, obviously finals would be ideal, but that's that's yeah. asking a lot from every guy. But just to make deeper runs than they have, I feel like they've had some of their lower guys lose early, which I think has really cost them. Yeah, for sure.
1: Okay, you got to go. Good pod. Thanks again to Matt a for giving us his time. And, Carson, we will talk again soon.
0: Sounds good. See you, Kyle. Okay, see you.